Welcome to The Catholic Perspective, a podcast brought to you by rcspirituality.org. Enjoy the episode. Young people can achieve great holiness. God wants to shower His grace upon them and lead them to the heights of faith and courage and spiritual greatness. They are not exceptions to the mission of our Lord which he himself described as coming that they might have life and have it more abundantly. This is certainly one of the lessons we learn when reflecting on the marvelous examples of St. Agnes and St. José Luis Sánchez del Río. Christ calls and equips young people to be heroic Christians. Each of us needs to ask ourselves how firmly we believe that. If you are a young person yourself, you need to look into your heart and discover how open you are to receiving this gift of the Lord. If you have left your youth behind, you still need to look into your heart to find out how similar your attitude toward the young people in your life is to Christ's. Four characteristics that mark Christ's attitude towards young people come across powerfully in his encounter with a young person known as the rich young man. Here is how St. Matthew's Gospel tells the story. Now someone approached him and said, Teacher, what good must I do to gain eternal life? He answered him, Why do you ask me about the good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. He asked him, Which ones? And Jesus replied, You shall not kill, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, All of these I have observed. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be perfect, go, sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Jesus' principal message in this encounter touches on how easily riches, earthly wealth, can corrupt our hearts and obstruct the flow of grace. But if we look closely, we can also see in this exchange how our Lord approaches His interactions with young people. In the first place, Jesus is clear. He clearly points the young man to God. He clearly rejects flattery and the temptation to create some kind of fan club. He also clearly reminds this young man about the moral demands of a fulfilling and fruitful life. He doesn't water down the commandments. He doesn't try to soft-pedal the challenge of living authentically in a fallen world. How easy it is for young people and those who serve young people to compromise on clarity. How easy it is to cut corners on the truths of our faith in order to try and win someone's favor or affection. We have to resist that temptation. Jesus put it powerfully in the Gospel of John. If you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Whenever we obscure the clear truth about what it means to follow Jesus, we aren't doing anybody a favor. Jesus is not just clear. He is also authentic. He doesn't put on a show for this young man. He doesn't change his behavior or his personality in an effort to become more attractive to or popular with the youth. This comes across clearly in the flow of the dialogue. 
we know a few more details from St. Mark's version of the encounter. Here is how it begins. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. We can picture the scene. This inquirer kneeling in front of Jesus in the middle of the street, with the crowds watching and waiting to see what happens. Jesus detects the sincerity and the courage of his questioner. He shows that he is truly listening by commenting on the very first word the young man pronounces, good. And as the conversation continues, Jesus shows that he is taking the young man seriously. He isn't condescending. He doesn't talk down to the young man. He doesn't just use the opportunity to make a big speech that will impress the crowds but have nothing to do with this young man's dilemma. Jesus really hears what the young man means and responds sincerely. That's authenticity. No show, no condescension, just a real, honest, existential connection. Jesus doesn't only act with authenticity himself. He also expects the young man to respond with authenticity. He thinks the best of this would-be disciple. He respects him enough to call him to the heights of holiness. If you wish to be perfect, he says in St. Matthew's version, go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. St. Mark's version starts out a little differently, with Jesus saying, you are lacking in one thing. In both versions, Jesus presents this young man with a noble, inspiring goal and offers to accompany him along the way of achieving it. He sets the bar high. This shows that he truly believes in this young man. He doesn't focus on the flaws, the weaknesses, the past failures. Instead, he focuses on his true dignity and spiritual potential. By calling this young man to follow him radically, he reveals to this young man his true identity in God's eyes, that he is called to be a saint, to make an everlasting difference in the world, to be a unique reflection of God's glory in time and in eternity. We must never lose this perspective, not while we are still in our youth and not when we have left our youth behind. Youth is a season of life naturally filled with hope and idealism. Our fallen world tends to dampen and drain that youthful energy. But underneath the wounds and the creeping cynicism, a young heart still wants to believe in great possibilities. And in Jesus, the greatest of all possibilities truly can become realities. Let's never forget that. St. Mark's version of this encounter gives us a glimpse into Jesus' heart that St. Matthew's doesn't. Right before pointing out the one thing this young man is lacking, St. Mark tells us that Jesus, looking at him, loved him. Imagine that look. Imagine the depth of affection and excitement that must have shone from Jesus' eyes, the warmth of the smile that must have accompanied his invitation. Jesus looking at him, loved him. Conrad Bars, the great 20th century Catholic psychologist who combined what was best in the psychological sciences with a truly Catholic worldview nourished on Thomistic philosophy and theology, 
has an insight that helps us unpack that look. In his classic book, Born Only Once, he explores what he called at the time a widespread emotional deficit disorder. The basic idea is that every human being needs to be born not just physically, that's the first birth, but also psychologically, and that's the second birth. This second birth can only take place when someone perceives our goodness, is delighted by that goodness, and then communicates back to us their delight. Only when we experience that kind of deep existential affirmation do we really come to believe in ourselves in a healthy way and experience the freedom we need to live with confidence and interior peace. When Jesus, looking at him, loved him, I wonder if maybe that's what was going on. I wonder if this young man discovered in the gaze of Christ that he truly mattered and that his existence, just by existing, was, from God's perspective, something uniquely good for this world. We know how this encounter ended. The young man went away sad, tangled up in his riches and unable to break away. But maybe his encounter with Jesus was the first step of a spiritual journey that eventually led him to the deeper meaning he yearned for, the same meaning that St. Agnes and St. Jose Luis found and exhibited to the world under the most trying of circumstances. Jesus approaches each one of us, especially young people, with clarity, authenticity, respect, and love. If we decide to follow his example, maybe we too will be part of a story as remarkable and moving as the stories of the heroic youth we contemplated in this retreat guide. You have been listening to The Catholic Perspective, a resource from rcspirituality.org. Please visit our website and check out more great resources to help you pray, learn, grow, and go. Please join our team of digital missionaries by subscribing at rcspirituality.org.